everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Tech, episode 56, Google Plus, for July 21st, 2011. Uh, this week, we're going to talk to you about uh, something that is taking the internet by storm. Well, at least hardcore geeks, anyway. And that is um, uh, Google Plus. It's Google's new um, social networking thing. I saw a great comic. Uh, there were two guys talking, and one said, uh, you need Google Plus. And, and the guy said, well, what is it? He said, well, it's like Facebook. All right, but who's it from? Not Facebook. Oh, cool. That's what I wanted. And uh, so <laughs> that's what Google Talk is. And that laugh is my eager co-host, Mr. Sean Keibel. Uh Welcome to the show, Sean, uh, from uh, Studio uh, uh, Element OP Studio B. That's right. That's right. Studio B here in uh, lovely Louisville, Texas. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I'm here uh, as always with a smile on my face. So. And I'm here in what I call the Pod Pod. Uh, it is. Um, Oh, I've got all my sounds going. This is going to be interesting. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the Google Plus, Plus goodness. I will mention that I have a live Google Plus Hangout going right now. If any of you out there who are Google Plusers, you can jump in the Hangout and disrupt the show at will. I give you permission to do it because I think it'll be interesting. Um, but uh, as I mentioned in a previous, I think last week, maybe even the week before, uh, we've I've moved to to my house from the office, and I'm working out of my garage. And Sean is at his house now, uh, and working out of what your dining room, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, the uh, the breakfast nook, I guess you would call it. The breakfast nook. Um, <laughs> and so we're um, this uh, we're we're unaccustomed to this, but uh, I, I had to. Uh, create some uh, sort of drastic measures to uh, um, get myself here with you today. Again, my, it's very hot where we live in, in this part of Texas, and, uh, uh, and my garage was doubly so, so I've been uh, creating sort of a studio out in the garage, and so I've created what I call the Pod Pod. So I'm coming to you now from the Pod Pod. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is a, an 8-foot by 12-foot room made of white styrofoam. <laughs> with a portable air conditioner. Yes, I made a room out of styrofoam. I'm in a cooler. I'm I'm a beer at the 4th of July. Uh, yeah, I, except for it, it's serving to hold in all that hot air. Right. right. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, all my hot air. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I have a little portable air conditioner, so uh, if, um, uh, if the uh, stream seems a bit uh, noisy, that's why. Um, and so that's... Uh, that's my portable air conditioner trying to keep me from dying in the in the heat of summer in my thing. So from now on, if I if I say I'm in the pod pod, you know what it is. It's a very small room. I'll take some pictures of it. It's a it's ridiculous. It's a, a constructed by two nitwits uh, on a budget in a hurry. So <laughs> that's uh, that's what that was. Is it isn't that what what it's all about? What we do, right? Get by on a shoestring budget budget. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to bring up Google Plus, um, which might be interesting because I might echo myself. Well, let's see what happens here. Garrett in the Hangout in Google Plus. Say hello to us. Oh, don't hear you. Try it again. No, nothing. How about, hold on, hold on. This is live radio, folks. How about now, Garrett? Test, 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 there test. you are. Ah. Okay. Now, Garrett, what is yes. Google Plus? A social network. A social network. What are some of the cool things? That, how long you've been on and how long? Nobody's been on it too long. It just came live, what, two weeks ago as of this recording date? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird. I can hear myself. Oh, you um, can? Yeah, a little bit. I um I was going to say I'm not hearing him. I don't know if anybody else out there is. You don't hear him? I can I, fix I, that. I now you can hear him. <laughs> but he's still hearing himself. Yes, I still hear myself. <laughs> Sorry. I I I'm not set up for that. I I will be next time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we're going to have to experiment experiment with that this week and see if we can actually use that. You know, that'd be a great way. That's a, it would be a great new use for it, right? I mean, we could actually have essentially a call-in show where we could have uh, listeners actually join us. And, of course, with the muting capabilities, we can uh, selectively choose people to, uh, to actually uh, chime in on the show. Yeah, we're in a hangout. 
And uh, a Hangout is uh, group video chat in Google+. So let's, let's go back. Let's back up to a little bit about... Uh, um, Google Plus, what it is and, and why it is. Uh, it's a social network created by Google, uh, released upon the world recently. It's still in, what are they calling it? Field test, uh, mode? Field trial. Field trial. Uh, but it is, uh, uh, they're, they're released, uh, made, uh, invites available. The invites crashed their system essentially, and then they turned invites off like a week ago. And just, just really? recently, they've made invites available again. And as, uh, I think I was saying before, uh, we started recording, uh, they seem to be infinite invites now because unlike, uh, Gmail or Google Voice, you don't get a number like six or eight and then you get, uh, more invites in a few days. There's a, an invite button down there and, um, and you just keep clicking it and inviting everybody you know. Uh, the only requirement is you have to have a Google profile. Um, it doesn't yet at this point work with Google Apps accounts, uh, but you have to have a regular standard Google profile, and then you can have uh, a Hangout or whatever. It's a, You've got an activity stream, sort of like Facebook, um, uh, but this Hangout feature is uh, one of the cool things, I think. And the huddle, the ability to uh, um, send group instant messages, Something like that. Sean's been playing with uh, with it a whole lot more than I have. So, Sean, why don't you uh, give us some of the highlights of Google Plus? Well, uh, let's. I guess let's just start off with a, a basic description of kind of what it is. And uh, Google Plus is, uh, if you could think of it, very similar to Facebook. Uh, and the similarities are striking as far as the layout goes. But uh, I wouldn't say. I'm sure there's going to be people out there that say that they just you know kind of stole the format, but uh, I, I think it's really something that it makes sense. People are used to seeing that, especially Facebook users are going to be very used to seeing that layout. Uh, a lot of the things are, are, are fairly intuitive as far as their locations. Uh, the basic uh, functionalities, I'll run down them quickly, and then we can cover them in more detail uh, a little bit later. But uh, first off, the idea of circles, and that's really probably the, the real big kind of aha of uh, Google Plus is the way that you can manage your contacts and how you share information. So uh, Google Plus uses circles, and we'll talk about that in detail as far as how that impacts it. Uh, it has also Sparks, which is a, kind of a way to find uh, have information that might be interesting to you, fed to you uh, through a feed. Uh, Hangouts, which is basically just a group chat, uh, which is... Uh, very cool. It's nice that it's in there. Uh, then they had, like you said, huddles, which uh, right now, as far as I could find out, is really only available if you have an Android phone out there, but they are working on a iPhone app as we speak, and I'm sure they'll be following with other smartphones as well. Um, and then uh, what they have, uh, what they call instant upload, which is also uh, Android devices only right now. Um, but a way that uh, automatically kind of syncs your any pictures you take on your phone uh, directly up to your Google account. So uh, that's a quick rundown. So uh, anybody first listening, off, I wanted to start off with. Uh, hang on, again, sorry. I said it looks a lot like Facebook. It's actually a cleaner interface, and uh, you also don't get a lot of the noise that you see on Facebook right now. Uh, that's because there are fewer know, people on it. Right. Well, there's not. Well, it's not only just the people, but you're also not being served up all of the ads or the uh, the games and. Uh, yeah. You know, once they let uh, create an API for and Zynga gets in it, it's all going to be over. Right, and that's exactly where uh, they're really going. Uh, and Gadget dug up actual code inside the Google Plus code that uh, references uh, share share this game and invite this person to this game. Uh, so the code base is already there, so it's obvious that it's going to be there. Now, it doesn't reference Zynga, but uh, Google invested $100 million in Zynga last year, so uh, I think it's safe to say that you're going to find uh, all your favorite Zynga games in there, Farmville and, and uh, all of those things. I don't do any of that stuff, but there are uh, a lot of people that uh, that do kind of you know take place or use those things. So they're gonna, I think, before they would be willing to transition over, they're gonna have to have their Farmville and their 
Yeoville and whatever else it is that they play. So, and, uh, and maybe we don't really want is, them is to, that, to get over it, frankly. Um, <laughs> maybe we don't want those guys to, to be here. I, I know Google does. They want everybody. Uh, well, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, it, that's just how our, our culture is, right? I mean, we're, we're diverse, but you know, uh, you certainly, if you're going to be doing any social networking, you know, if mom's on there and 90% of the time she's playing Farmville, uh, you're still going to friend mom, you know, you're going to have mom in your, in your network. So, uh, it just, that is what it is. It's just the nature of the beast. So, uh, I'm okay with that if it draws more people in and I can really fill out, uh, all of my social circles with everybody I know, then, Hey, you know, I'm all for it. Just, uh, hopefully you just won't get bombarded with, you know, so-and-so needs 10 coins and please do X, Y, and Z so they can get them. Uh, and one of the but, coolest thing though, is, uh, the way Google handles, um, um, your friends, they have these things called circles and it's not like Facebook where it's just a flat friend list where everybody sees everything. You can choose what you share based on your circles. And so, uh, yeah, you can uh, you can still have mom on Google Plus, and she doesn't have to know that you are hungover and skipped class. Right, exactly. Uh, and I think that's the really big one. Uh, I know Facebook. Essentially, you can really actually accomplish that in Facebook with lists, but uh, it's a somewhat hidden feature. Facebook's not really actively developing that. Uh, well, no, I'm not really, because if when you make a status update, you can't control who it goes to. It goes to all your friends. They see it. Uh, my understanding was that you could control that with lists, but I'll have to say I haven't played around with it at all. But No, I'm, uh, I'm on a few lists, and that's one of the things that bugs me about lists is that you don't get to opt in. <laughs> they just right. Somebody just adds you to the list, and you get an email saying, hey, you've been added to a list, and then suddenly you're getting 15,000 emails a minute from everybody on the list. So, yeah, you can send to a list, and only those people see it, but your your status updates go to everybody. Well, I'll have to say, I think that uh, Facebook is going to be compelled to kind of follow suit with what Google Plus is doing because I think that's really going to be uh, – that that's the wave of the future as far as social networking goes and how, uh, you know – giving us more granular control over what we, you know, how we share what we say and who we share it with. So, uh, that's the beauty of it right now. Um, I did read an article by Sarah Perez of, uh, read, write web. And, uh, she was, she made the point that, uh, the whole circles model, uh, may be un unsustainable, uh, and she says due to management overhead, basically how much, uh, how much work it takes you to really manage all those circles. And, you know, if you have a circle with coworkers and then you leave that job, now you got to work, put all those people somewhere else. And, uh, uh, but I think it's too early to really make a determination like that. She does make a final point that says, uh, you know, Google is great at making algorithms, right. And knowing who we are. So I wouldn't doubt that at some point Google is going to, be able to really read your social your your social network and probably somewhat manage that intuitively and you won't even really have to do a whole lot and that's kind of scary to think about but if you ever pay attention to those little ads that flash in on your Gmail and how targeted those are at you uh Google knows you better than you think they do I will mention again, uh, anybody listening live right now on our, on our, uh, live stream at elementop.com, uh, hop into, uh, the Google Hangout we've got going if you're a Google Plusser. Uh, if not, hey, put your, uh, if you're not scared to do it, uh, put your Gmail, um, email address in the chat room and I'll send you an invite as we go. And, uh, you can find out what Google Plus is all about. The thousands and thousands of people listening live will, will rush to us. Right, right. Um, I do want to say also with this whole circles idea, it's been it's been kind of interesting because, and I, again, I don't know if it's just the interface. The interface is very cool. You create these circles, and then you can just drag and drop people into these circles, and they can occupy several different circles. So you could have somebody. Well, let's for instance, Mark, you are in five of my circles. Uh, so I've got you listed as a friend and a coworker and. Uh, then there's circles for the tightwad tech and things like that. So, uh, it's, it's interesting that you can, you can do that. Um, uh, those people will be notified that you've basically added them to, uh, to your network. So, uh, 
once you do that, you can sort of intuitively uh, spider crawl through not only your network, but your people in your network and their networks. So what I started doing, and it was uh, it was really kind of fun to do, is I just started going through people that uh, were in my circles and really looking for educators. So I'm trying to reach out to educators across, well, mostly across the nation, but really across the world. That there's uh, Obviously, we are heard in uh, 57 different countries at this point. So uh, anybody, any educator ar- around the world, I'd love to have in my network. So I can just go out and kind of spider crawl through all of these networks, and I'm sure I could take it down, uh, you know, infinite levels and just keep crawling through until I've hit just about every educator uh, out there that's connected. Um, now, whether they choose to uh, plus me back, I guess, or add me to their circle is, is totally up to them, but uh, it's really neat to... It's like following on... That. It's like on Twitter. You can follow somebody who doesn't follow you or, or somebody can follow you and you don't follow them back. That's kind of cool. Like we're in Facebook. You get that two-way relationship whether you want it or not. Uh, so Google took sort of the best of both. Uh, you can uh, you can follow somebody who doesn't follow you, uh, which is awesome. Um, and in in that, uh, uh, like you were saying, you could go through. I mean, I watched Sean do it today. Uh, he he was just cir- uh, circle hopping. He was going from one person to another, going, "Oh, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. Let me add that." And how many how many people do you have in your circles now, Sean? Uh, just my educator circle is over three hundred, and uh, I don't doubt that over the course of the next week that will be into the thousands and does your stream blow up i mean i i know I, like i said i was out earlier in the today in the garage working and away from uh the com- computer but when i got back in my email just went nuts with people who had added me or, or and had been posting things uh and it's pretty easy for the stream to get out of control i think well uh there's a couple of ways you can manage that uh one when you make a circle you can you have basically a home feed that's your main feed of just everybody, but you can also click on that specific circle and get just the feed of those people. So if you have a circle of family or a circle of close friends, you can click on just that stream and really focus in on the people who are closest to you uh, and just see those people in that feed. So that's uh, one that's one way that I've been managing it. Um, I will say, and kind of like you said about feeds blowing up, I also turned on mobile alerts and also email alerts. And even with just, uh, well, I've got the over 300 educators and probably total, I'm somewhere between four and 500 people in there. And I will say that my phone is beeping at me about every 30 seconds and my email inbox quickly became, uh, unmanageable. So, uh, you got to find a way to turn that off pretty quickly. Right. Or I'm going to have to go in and maybe look at a little more granular control. Like maybe I just want, I don't know if that capability exists yet, but maybe I just want uh, email or cell phone updates when it's from my family or, you know, something like that. So I don't know if that's there yet. Uh, I'll be looking for it. If it is, I'll definitely be turning that on. Uh, If not, uh, definitely need to make a request for that feature. I just created um, a circle while you were talking called Tightwad Tech listeners and added the people who followed me since we started uh, broadcasting. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I guess, uh, anything else you can think of as far as circles are concerned, I, I guess you really have to get in and play with it. It's, it's a drag and drop interface. Uh, so that's very cool. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of gratifying in some ways, the way, uh, you, you know, you, it makes a nice little sound when you drag somebody from some place to another. So they've, they've got the, um, well, what's the word? The, the ear candy, eye candy, the, the slickness down, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, like I now know that, uh, Garrett W got a new mouse for his laptop because I just saw that in, uh, uh, Google Plus. Thank you, Garrett. That's, uh, great news. <laughs> this is, this may be the most distracted I've ever been during a show because I'm uh, playing with all these sort of things. Right, right. I think if there's hesitation in our voices, that's it. We're just kind of playing around with it. Uh, I will say uh, it's been a great community already. Uh, as I was doing research for the show, I went ahead and I was like, well, I got to try out the functionality of this Hangout thing. So I just went to my educator circle and just blasted out a message and said, hey, I'm starting this Hangout. I need to test this out uh, to research for the show. And uh, I had a couple of people 
pop in there and uh, I had no idea who they were and, but they were nice enough to pop in there and we had a nice little conversation. We talked about, uh, about the hangouts and the functionality and, uh, these were fellow educators. So they, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe it's uses in education and stuff, but it was just really neat to be able to go in there and, uh, met some new people and, uh, had fun with software at the same time. Sorry, I'm distracted because I'm <laughs> playing with Google+. Plus. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of that this show. Uh, well, uh, while you're doing that, I'll move on. And actually, I, I'm going to answer a question uh, by STAMIS20 in the chat room who was asking about inviting people to the Hangout. So once you're in the Hangout, yes, you can invite individuals, but you can also invite circles. So if you have a circle of 10, 20, 30 people, all you have to do is invite that circle and then everybody in that circle will receive the invite. Uh, now, I will say the Hangout can only support 10 people at a time. So if that Hangout already has 10 people, it's really pointless to invite anybody else. They're not going to be able to get in. Cat in the chat room is asking uh, about how you control the flow of conversation in a Hangout. Uh, each person has their own individual mute button. Uh, and you can mute people or you can mute everybody. I would say that's probably the way to do it in a class conversation is mute everybody. And then, uh, I mean, it's a video chat, right? So you can wave your hand if you want to talk and, uh, and I can unmute you. Uh, and then right. You and, and not only that, but, and this didn't work for me earlier today, but it was working for the two people that I was speaking with is basically the loudest person speaking gets focus. So it, it does, uh, uh, the Hangout software does uh, adjust. So if I'm speaking, and particularly if I'm speaking the loudest, uh, then I gain focus, and it actually takes my video up to the larger screen. Uh, and I assure I you, also, Sean, anytime you're speaking, you are the loudest person speaking. Yeah, exactly. It worked just great for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I can also see where, you know, if you had a Hangout of Type A personalities, then you're just going to have 10 people shouting at their computer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but another one, you know, you were talking about the mute function and what's really kind of cool about that is let's say Mark, you and I are in a hangout and, and, uh, there's, you know, multiple con conversation streams going, uh, if you, if we both want to have a conversation, we can just mute everybody else and talk to each other. So I can see where it would be very much like any other, uh, social situation where you're at a party and there might be 20 people there. Uh, but you and one or two other people might go off into a corner and uh, have a separate conversation. So I could kind of see that uh, working out that way. Well, here's a question I don't have an answer to, and maybe you can tell me. If I mute uh, Garrett, is he muted for everybody or just for me? Uh, my understanding is just for you. Hmm. I would assume uh, because that there's really not an administrator of a hangout. You start a hangout, but you could actually start the hangout and leave the hangout and the hangout will continue to go. Huh? So you're not just by virtue of starting a hangout does not make you any sort of an administrator or anything like that. Sean, just turn your phone off. We're hearing it. All your Google plus goodness. We're hearing it. Wait, what'd you say? Uh, we're hearing your phone, the the GSM sound. So can you? Oh, are you really? Yeah, turn it off or move it away from you or something. Yeah, let me do that. I'll, I'll put it in airplane mode. I, I'm not. I wasn't hearing that, so it's because uh, I do apologize. Because of all those people plus wanting you as we speak. Right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the feed has just gone crazy, and uh, next chance I get, I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, uh, kill that because it's killing my phone battery at the same time. Yeah. So what other, let's see, uh, what other cool features, uh, the, uh, huddle, did you play with that any at all? Well, no, and I really can't. And, uh, and here's why I don't have an Android phone. Uh, well, you can do a, a web huddle. Uh, well, I, I looked into that and couldn't figure out a way to, to do it. Um, so, uh, you know, in, in my research, I couldn't find anything. There's, uh, let me see here. Let's get into my notes here. Uh, couldn't use it on my BlackBerry. It requires OS 6 or better on the BlackBerry. I'm using 5.2. So uh, there is a web interface that you can use there on uh, on the BlackBerry, but you have to be OS 6.0 or, or higher. Um, 
other than that, uh, that's, that's it. I don't have a whole lot of notes on the huddle. Uh, but I can say basically the huddle is just uh, BlackBerry has a very similar app in uh, its BlackBerry Messenger where you can have these group chats through texting. Uh, and that's basically what the huddle is. So uh, anybody that's in your circles, uh, you could pull them into a conversation. You can invite a circle to have a conversation. So maybe it's close friends or if you're on a softball team, you might have a circle of softball team members and you might say, hey, let's get together for, for uh, dinner tonight. And then you can all kind of have this conversation, okay. uh, essentially uh, texting. Uh, I'm sure Google wouldn't like me to use that word, but... Uh, but that's basically what you're doing, and you're just having a group chat there on your phone. I didn't realize that it was uh, mobile only. Yeah, I, I looked and looked and could not find, and I'm sure that they're going to come up with a web interface. Um, but uh, I, I couldn't find anything on it, and I'm talking uh, doing a Google search and just trying to go through everything, all the documentation that's out there, and all I was seeing was about the phones and particularly, uh, again, the Android. So, uh, But it will work on most smartphones with a web browser. So there is a web interface, but again, on my particular BlackBerry, which is not exactly the latest greatest, uh, uh, I can't use it. Interesting. Uh, Garrett, Garrett in the in the huddle muted me and then couldn't unmute me. Uh, I will say that uh, we saw some funny things like that in the uh, in the hangout that I did uh, earlier today. Is the hangouts are somewhat buggy for the most part they work but uh certain features seem to work for some people and not others uh in the hangout there's also a uh you can share youtube videos so i could bring up a youtube video and play that and everybody in the hangout could see that um i could fast forward it rewind it whatever everybody would see that uh so sounds like a cool feature we tried to test it out and it that part was very buggy um, I couldn't get it to work at all. Uh, one of the other people in the Hangout uh, could get it, but it was real choppy. So, uh, you know, it, I, they're using the word field trial, but uh, I guess uh, alpha or beta uh, would be something good to use too. I don't know if this is considered pre, pre-alpha, pre uh, since it's a field trial. It seems like as widespread as they're letting it go that it's, it got to be at least beta. Well, that's interesting because Gudo, Gudo, Google has always sort of hung their hat on the word beta. I mean, Gmail was beta for, what, 27 years or something. Um, and um, this thing, they're refusing to call beta. It doesn't seem uh, – it's very un-Google-like. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's because they really – I think this kind of uh, – uh, explosion that they're seeing right now is exactly by design and Google has a history of doing this right they they always release something and it's by invite and uh, you know you get that feeling of exclusivity uh, so I think that's why they're kind of wanting to stay away from the word beta uh, I think probably the casual user would would shy away from that um, I think it would also be a really nice idea to be able to um uh, escort somebody out of a hangout um, if they get to be, you know, problematic rather than just muting them, right? Like you said, there's only 10 spaces. Why have one of them taken up by a doink? Um, right, right. <laughs> I agree. And I think these are all features that as as time goes by and people, uh, you know, get to give Google their input that it's going to evolve quite a bit. But you got to admit, from where it's starting, it's pretty impressive. By the way, doink is a uh, technical term. Is that a yeah, technical, technical term? I was term. wondering where you got that. Yeah, yeah it's a um, uh, it's a little known uh, term uh, used in psychology circles. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, briefly, I think, instant upload. I'm not entirely sure I was paying attention to you, uh, but uh, the instant upload, if anything, will make you want a Google phone. Um, and I don't know anybody who has a Google phone, but I'm just saying that uh, that Google Plus will make you want a Google phone. You, you download the app, and every picture you take is instantly uploaded to your Picasso web album through Google Plus and not shared with anybody. So it's there. 
but but it's private, which is so cool, uh, so different than the Facebook model, right? Where Facebook you upload something, but it's instant. I mean, I, I was uh, you take pictures and I mean you have to set that button, right? You check the button, uh, and you check the the instant upload, and then the like the second you take a picture, it geotags it, and then uploads it to uh, Google Plus, um, and and so all your stuff is sort of like immediately backed up. Right, and even the uh, the geotagging, you have the option of turning that off and on. Um, and I, I've seen a lot of, uh, I guess, just a lot of people out there speaking out against the instant upload. And uh, I guess it's one of those things, it's, it seems to scare people. But like you said, the default is to not share those items. So really all it's doing is making that entire process of getting your pictures. I mean, you always want a backup of your pictures online anyways, right? You want to have multiple copies of, of those things so that if your computer crashes or your, your phone falls in the lake or something, you don't have to worry about losing those pictures. So uh, I think it's just a great uh, convenience and, uh, you know, it, it makes me want an Android phone even more. Right. Uh, and again, I'm sure that over time, and it, it may take you know six months, but uh, eventually we're going to have a Google Plus app for all the all the major smartphones out there. Uh, Garrett in the chat room writes that geotagging scares him. Uh, that's a an option. You you turn it on or off. So uh, right. and when you first set up the Google uh, Plus app, it gives you a list of things. You know, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Um, and you say yes or no. So if you don't like right. geotagging, if you don't like auto uploading, you don't have to do it. Right. It's funny. I just caught um, myself. Yeah, and and that's really a great distinction to make. Uh, it, it's funny how often you see something out on Facebook, and you'll get this flood of posts on Facebook, and everybody will be saying, "Ah, there they are. Facebook's up to it again, and they've uh, they've put this new feature out, and now uh, you know." my social security number is being shared with the world or what, you know, (laughs) something crazy. You know, they're always bringing out some new feature that just shares your information. And by default, it's on Uh, Google's the exact opposite of that. Uh, They, they respect your privacy and uh, all of these uh, things for the most part are default to not share. And uh, so, you know, Google's just, a different company mindset, I guess, when it comes to that type of thing. Uh, I know a while back they got blasted for actually, uh, I think it was in Buzz where they were sharing information by default and they just got fried in the media over it. Uh, but the funny thing is Facebook's doing that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, Google did it once and got fried. Right. Uh, so, one thing uh, I, I want to add uh, about circles uh, is that, you can call your circles whatever you want to call them, and nobody knows that but you. So you can have a circle called uh, Annoying Doinks um, and put people in it and and block them all, right? And you can block that whole circle, and you never see anything they post, and they don't know it. They don't get a message that says, Mark has added you to the group Annoying Doinks. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, uh, uh, my jerk ex-bosses or something like that. <laughs> of course, uh, at that point, I don't know why you would want to keep them uh, on there at all, but, uh, you know, well, maybe, you know, maybe, uh, you want- maybe there's a day, you know, maybe you want to hold those people to the side just in case, like, someday you win the lotto. You know, you win $100 million, and you just go ahead and you can send a special message out to that circle. <laughs> maybe it's a case of keeping an eye on your enemies. You know, it's uh, it's good to know what they're up to. Right, right. So, uh, so I, I think we've pretty much gone over the basic functionality. Uh, what I wanted to talk about, too, is just kind of how this applies to uh, education. Uh, and I, I'm kind of struggling with this right now because, you know, Mark, our, our district is so open, uh, and you know, we don't block Facebook and, uh, we don't block Twitter and things like that. And, uh, we do know, block we, MySpace though. Go figure. Well, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, we're not, uh, we're not the net Nazis that uh, a lot of school districts are. And, uh, so I see this and I'm thinking, you know, I see all the promise, you know, how classrooms can connect. And, you know, we had Skype, uh, Skype in the classroom on the show. Oh, what, about a month, month and a half ago? Something like and, that. And uh, how exciting that was that you could have teachers connecting through Skype. Uh, you know, the Hangout features and all these other features uh, are really exciting when you think about how they could be applied to the classroom. 
but right now, that's just I don't see that as being a realistic option for most school districts. Um, now, once they open uh, Google profiles to apps for domains, uh, then you can kind of get that walled garden, I think, and you could have uh, your own uh, Google Plus inside your domain, so to speak. Uh, you might be able to get that granular control. But right now, with it being open to the world, I just don't see a lot of school districts uh, really opening it up for use, you know, allowing it to be used. Um, of course, there's a, a, another side of that problem is that schools who are Google schools and are on Google Apps for domains, what do they do now? You know, if they're blocking Facebook, you know, are <laughs> they're they're kind of in a in a weird situation where um, they they really can't block the Google goodness, but they're going to have this problem with uh, uh, Google Plus. And, and I don't know, I guess that's a tech guy thing where maybe we can look at, and of course we're not going to do that, but those school districts might be able to look at blocking certain subdomains or something like that. Well, I don't there, know. There are masters of the block out there that will, will figure out a way to, you know, block everything, uh, uh, rather than figuring out a way to use it effectively, <laughs> they'll just block it. So, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think that'll be a problem. Well, I got to say this. If you're out there listening and you're one of those guys, I mean, you, you're a doink. You pay. Yeah, you're a doink. OK, you pay tons of money to highly trained, highly educated professional teachers out there. And I just don't understand how we can't, uh, you know, empower those people to do their job in the classroom and let them manage the classroom and not the technology. Right. I mean, you know, I've said that a hundred times before, uh, your teacher is the best internet filter you can find. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, if you, if, <laughs> if they're not, if then they're not doing their job, it, it's just that simple. And, uh, so I, I think that onus needs to be placed on, uh, on the teacher in the classroom. And I think most teachers will be glad to have that, uh, you know, if, if they could have the freedom to use some of these tools. Now, obviously there's those teachers out there who are very old school and are not interested in any of this and they'd prefer to not have it in the classroom. And I guess that's where the real battle lines are drawn because you have the teachers that are all for it and the, the teachers who are against it. Um, but you know, we've said this in the past as well, the teachers who are against it, uh, they, they also don't like passing notes in class, but you don't see them going and asking their administrators to ban pencils and paper. So, uh, you know, I guess that's all I can say on that. We could, we could harp on that forever, but, uh, we are certainly not in the net Nazi, uh, category. Right. Um, I need to come up with a tech tip real quick. I was going oh, to well, go, you ahead. go ahead. I've got a little bit more to, to talk about. Yeah, to that I was going to go ahead and move uh, on to that section, but then I looked and saw that my part of that section is empty. So you go right ahead while I do my homework, teacher. Well, I do just want to uh, jump in and say, uh, as far as education use goes, uh, I, that's going to happen over time, I'm sure. Uh, but right now, I mean, it's very obvious. There's so many educators out there uh, that are already using this, that it's a great tool for professional learning or professional development networking. Uh, so certainly uh, teachers should be getting all over it just for, you know, for that fact. Um, I will say that the official Google Enterprise blog indicated that March of this year that uh, uh, Google profiles would be coming soon to app users but they didn't set a definite timeline. So, you know, I'm hopeful that that's going to happen at least uh, at some point during this year. Uh, of course, we're halfway through the year now, so I guess we'll see how that goes. And uh, another uh, hurdle right now that uh, may need to be overcome is that uh, Google Profiles is only open to users over the age of 18. Um, now, I will say uh, the ver first thing I thought of is how many middle schoolers I saw on Facebook uh, this past year in my classroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I mean, obviously if you're a teacher out there, you can't just go and have, uh, your students, uh, you know, make, uh, Google profiles, uh, you know, not, not unless you want to get yourself into some sort of trouble. So, uh, I think that's another uh, problem that needs to be worked out. And maybe that's something that can be managed through the uh, Google apps for domains, you know, in the, in the administrative dashboard, uh, where maybe you can create profiles for your students without them being public. I think there's this race, um, 
on the internet in general to have a canonical namespace. Everybody wants to be your name. Uh, Twitter wants you to be at Mark Cockrell and, and that's your name. And they want you to log on to sites using your Twitter stuff. Facebook wants you to be facebook.com slash, uh, not Mark Cockrell cause that's me. Uh, but, uh, uh, everybody wants you to be, to, to be the, the internet phone book, right? If I want to find somebody, I want to go to one place. And, uh, Google profiles has been around for a while. It's been sort of, uh, an anemic attempt at that and having added, uh, all of these great, uh, uh Google plus goodnesses, I think they're, um, they're trying to get in that space too. It's interesting. Uh, uh, Google has consolidated so much else on the web. I mean, Google is search for the most part. I mean, it's a verb, right? You Google that. You don't search for something. You Google it. And right. so maybe, um, Google Plus will, uh, create that sort of mentality too. It's just, uh, you plus it. You know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it is who you are. My Google Plus identity is who I am. And one of the things I like best about it is you have to be a real person. You can't be, um, a pseudonym. You can't be somebody else. Uh, and so it, it really is your name on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can certainly see that now it, Google plus kind of pulls that all together and you're, uh, I guess it also makes you a little bit more mindful even than, you know, I think Mark, you and I are both guys that are very mindful of our social presence. But boy, when you start getting these circles and uh, you've got that Google profile and everything, it really serves to make you more mindful of, you know, gosh, I really do need to be a lot more careful about what and who I'm sharing things with. So uh, I like having that, that granular control. And there I am using that word again, granular. I'm going yeah. to say it again, granular. Your word of the day is granular and mine is doink. <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this again, again at some point in the future. I'm sure several months uh, down the road, uh, it will have evolved quite a bit, and uh, we'll have to do a follow-up. But uh, I think that covers most of the basics of it for now. All right. Yeah, I, you did way more research on this than I did. So if you're out of stuff, I, I ran out of stuff about 10 minutes in. <laughs> I've just been Sounds playing good. with it. Well, uh, how about we uh, move on to our tips of the week then? And and I do have a tech tip of the week. Those of you who thought I didn't, I don't know where that nasty rumor got started. Uh, <laughs> this is one I've been hanging on to for a while um, because I'm not sure I get it, frankly. But I'm going to put it out there anyway because it might be useful to somebody else. You, we all know how much I disdain printing in general. Uh, I've talked about it many times. But this is a tool called iPrint, and they call it eco-friendly printing. Um, and some of the things you do is, is you can queue up a whole print job of something and then go through and selectively delete what you don't want to print. Uh, different pages of it. Uh, it'll even collect print jobs from multiple documents, so you only have to, uh, multiple uh, programs, so you only have to make one trip down the hall to the printer. So you can print from Word, from Excel, and it'll queue them all up. And then you say, all right, go to printer. Uh, and it'll do that. And you can tell it, I want to print uh, six sheets on a page, and, and I want to shrink it. You know, obviously, that's probably not something you'd want to turn in, but if, you, if you're just doing research, that sort of thing, uh, you can save that sort of stuff. So eco-friendly printing, iPrint is the tool, uh, no relation to the iPad, as far as I know, um, and uh, that uh, will be in our show notes. Uh, I, I want to say just one quick thing on that, and you, you said we're, we're very opposed to printing, but... Uh, you know, in times like these right now when teachers are being laid off uh, left and right, they certainly are here in Texas, but uh, I'm hearing similar stories across uh, across our nation. Uh, just in our district alone, on paper and uh, toner, we could probably hire a couple more teachers if we just printed less. At least one, for sure. And we're... Yeah. A, we're a very small school district. So, uh, you know, I can only imagine a large school district has got to be spending possibly, uh, potentially millions of dollars a year just on printing. And, uh, if you work in a school district, you know what most of that printing consists of. It's, it's, uh, uh mostly things that don't need to be printed. I'll just say it that way. So, uh, that's my little rant. Uh, you know, print less, hire more teachers. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump in here with my teacher tip now. And my teacher tip is going to fall right in line with the, the main uh, subject matter of the show today. And that is uh, in Google+, Plus, uh, 
and I honestly don't know if this site is related to Google or not, but uh, there's a great site called G Plus, so the the letter G P L U S dot T O. And if you go to gplus.to, uh, you can set up a short URL to your profile. So this is a short URL that you can use to post on your blog or wherever else so that people can look you up on Google+. So you go to gplus.to. It's amazingly simple. It's just basically got two fields that you fill in. Uh, one, you're going to uh, go to your Google+. Plus profile and there's a section of your profile that uh, is uh, basically has your identifier it's a number that identifies your profile and you're going to copy that that portion of the URL <laughs> yes I mentioned earlier that Sean kills me every time he says Earl it's like right. um, uh, you know, hi my name is Earl uh, so yes right. URL uh, uniform resource people, located uh, appreciate that too Garrett Garrett uh, can appreciate that. So I'll start saying that more often. I'll, I'll endeavor to do that. Uh, so you can uh, take that portion of the URL, copy it, and paste it into uh, the field on the left. Then the, uh, I believe it's the field on the left. Uh, directions are there. It's very simple. And then on the right-hand side, you just basically put what portion, uh, what you want your vanity URL to be. So I filled that in. And uh, now you can find me, uh, you can get a, a short link to my Google Plus profile by going to gplus.to forward slash Sean Keibel. So uh, now I have that nice short URL that I can share uh, anywhere I want to, post it on Facebook or my blog or whatever. So uh, go check it out, gplus.to. Speaking of Facebook, one of the uh, early adopters of Google Plus was Mark Zuckerberg of facebook uh, i had to th- right. i have to think that was a little weird <laughs> yeah i thought that was kind of funny that uh that he was one of the first all right so uh okay. i do have one voicemail that i wanted to play uh i have okay. i have said many times that uh, if you leave us a voicemail on our website at elementop.com uh then we will play it on the air and so um my threat i'm going to carry through on it um uh, the uh, this is from Seth Anderson, who's uh, been on our show a couple of times, uh, and also um, is a co-host of our Everyday Linux podcast. And uh, this is Seth's uh, email or voicemail. Yeah, hey Mark and Sean, this is Seth. I was doing the uh, call in from your or the callback feature from your website. That's really cool. Hey, I just finished the listener spotlight and about the Windows update. That is one of the few things that I would put in my default domain policy or have a separate policy for it to direct it to that server. And the way to automatically push out updates is to do automatic approval rules. Like I have one for my antivirus software because we use Microsoft. And then I have another one for all Windows 7 products. I have another one for all Office products, another one for the Windows XP, and another one for the server operating systems. And so they get approved and pushed out automatically um, when they come in. And then if I want to, I can go in and manage that granularly if I need to. But anyway, you can set that up through Windows Update. You just log into it and go to the options and configure some automatic rules. And you can push those updates out with no, no hassle and very minimal fuss. So anyway, there is your surviving in a Windows world on a tightwad budget tip of the next show for me, uh, everybody's favorite dark side employee. Thanks. This is Seth. Bye. Seth called himself uh, the dark side employee because he's a, a host on our Linux podcast, but he's a Windows guy through and through. All right. And I guess uh, Seth, Seth's seth got to be a Windows guy, right? He's got all those certifications. <laughs> yeah. He is uh, the ambassador for the dark side. Right, right. Yeah, that's job security for him. And if you like Seth, uh, not if you like Seth, but if you want to be like Seth and want to uh, uh, leave us a voicemail, you can do that at elementop.com. That's our website of our production company. Uh, you simply go uh, to there and right there on the front page on the top right corner, enter your phone number, uh, and uh, Google will call you. You don't even have to spend the money on a phone call. Google will call you, and you can uh, leave us a voicemail, and uh, we will play it on the air. Also, while you're there, you can check out uh, our forums. Uh, we have forums for each of our shows now. Uh, we have four shows 
actively in production and a fifth one starting. And you can uh, join the various communities there for uh, teachers and techs and uh, fat people who want to lose weight and uh, Linux zealots. And uh, we've got stuff there for, for just about anybody. Um, and you could join in the conversation there. You can also uh, find us on uh, Facebook. Uh, we finally do have um, uh, facebook.com slash elementop. So, yay, you could go there. Or also facebook.com slash the Taiwan Tech, which has always been there. Uh, or you could go to Twitter, twitter.com slash elementop, and then there's a Tightwad Tech list that has uh, Sean's and my uh, tweets piped into it so that you can uh, find out uh, all about uh, when I'm making brisket. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> and that's a, if you don't get the brisket reference, listen to uh, episode eight of uh, Everyday Linux and you will understand why I made a bris- brisket reference. And, you know, uh, and as we're talking about ways to contact us, that's another thing we're going to have to do some homework on now is uh, how we set those up. I have actually seen uh, what look to be company profiles in Google Plus. So uh, I guess we're going to have to do some homework on that and see how to set those uh, up so we can have an element OP Google network. Plus profile. I, I, ju- I spent weeks getting all the social networks. And, and of course, with Facebook, you got to have just the right number of likes. And another one, really? That if you're, if you're a webmaster like me, every time something new comes along, you're like, oh, do, really? Do I have to? Do I have yeah. to do a LinkedIn profile? Do I have to do Every a Every new service. Profile? Now I've got to dig and put a dig link and put a this link and that link. Yeah, it's it's crazy to keep up with. Right. Do I have to do a friend feed? Really? It's just, um, <laughs> I think I'm just going to wait and, and see what Google Plus does. <laughs> okay, Sean, I guess if you don't have anything else, uh, that will uh, wrap us up. And so uh, this is the well, part I, of the I show. Well, I do have one other thing to say. Okay. That was a great show. <laughs> I was just about to lead you into that, and you, you stepped on me. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, that uh, once Sean has said great show, we, we cannot put any more content in. That's the rule. I don't know where that rule is written, but apparently it is. So this is the part right. where I say this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off. <laughs> <laughs>